Hi, Gretchen. <laughs> Hi, Slade. <laughs> Are you ready for another episode of Not Too Taboo? Oh, I'm ready. I don't think you're ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> no, I know you're not ready. I can just tell. <laughs> Got that look in your eye. I'm not ready. It's that time. Uh, you're not feeling good. Oh. It's the realities of life. Life. On this episode of Not Too Taboo, home edition. Um, it is election day. P.S. By the way, it's been home edition for at least eight months of the of the quarantine. So I don't know why you have to keep saying home edition. Because I want to remind people that we're still at home. <laughs> and we have not returned to our studio, which may never happen thanks to pandemic. I know. Wait, ever thanks again. to the novel virus. No, thanks to um, freaking Gavin Newsom who wants to. By the way, I'm so excited about the news. Did you hear this? For all of those Californians out there that know how much we all hate Newsom right now. Um, he- Did you say he lost a lawsuit? He lost the lawsuit. So so I can't remember exactly who brought it against him. I'm going to totally botch it right now. But he, um, they basically took him to court. And because he was making unconstitutional like- Decisions. Decisions. Abuse of power, they uh, say. Abusing his power at like a whole other level, shutting down businesses, Causing like his his rules and regulations, okay, for Thanksgiving was a crock of crapoli, okay. I wish we had those. It was like not they kind of ridiculous. No, the one of them was you could not chant or sing. <laughs> like I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah, no singing or chanting. I was no, like, no, it's not. Swear on, like I don't like swearing on like stuff like that, but literally swear it was. Bible, literally, that's what he said. No chanting or singing. So anyways, the good news is, is that um, there was a lawsuit that was brought against him about him making those unconstitutional decisions and the judge ruled in favor of the people. Yes. Nice. And um, what was really great is that Major Williams, who obviously you all know that we are pushing for to be the next governor of California, um, and hopefully this recall is going to happen. Do you know they have um, over 500,000 signatures for the recall of Governor Newsom? And I think you have to have 1.5 million. Can I ask you a question? What? It's really cute when you say governor. I know. I love calling him governor. <laughs> is that because you're mocking his idiocy? Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> governor Newsom. Mm -hmm. So um, so they. I think they need 1.5 million uh, signatures in order to actually have the the recall. I might be wrong on that, but it's something well, like did that. You, so here's some of the things. For those people out there that didn't have an opportunity to actually look at Governor Newsom's rules. <laughs> uh, first off, he was requiring that gatherings must include no more than three households, be held outdoors, last no longer than two hours, uh -huh. because if you're outdoors longer than two hours, you'll get now the you virus. Get the virus. Yeah. Right. Who knows? And, and guests can only go inside to use the restroom. Yeah. Well, wait a second. That makes no sense. Do I have to stay outside or can I go inside? It, the whole thing is so weird. Masks can only be taken off to eat and drink. Guests yeah. must be sat six feet apart and singing, shouting, and chanting are strongly discouraged. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Those were his crazy rules wow. and regulations that came out. So anyways, um, that was exciting news on that home front. The other thing... Okay, you know the thing that you can't do when what? we're recording a podcast is you just stare at your phone looking for information and then you forget that you have somebody to talk to across the way. This is not true. This is relevant information because Rob Schneider actually said, oh, I get it. I can, when my aunt comes over, I can throw her a slice of turkey from the window. <laughs> okay, you know what? Put your phone down now. <laughs> <laughs> we know who wears the skirt in this family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the skirt. <laughs> So can we just talk about something that I realized today? First of all, today's election day. So like big, 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 
huge. I want to say like that that scene out of Pretty Woman, huge, big, big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Um, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Um, you use that that number that you know what I'm talking about when George and Ronald. I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Joe but, Biden. Hey, but vote has, for me. Has no clue who he's running against. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, whatever. I love you still. Like, honestly, like, I'm so sad at the landscape of what is happening. Like, there's so much just, you know. Turmoil and turmoil conflict. Turmoil and conflict and aggression. And, like, I've seen on my social media people sending me messages. And, like, honest to goodness, like, if you're a Democrat, God bless you. If if you're a Republican, God bless you. Like, I don't love you anymore. Love you any less. Whatever. Are you going to run for president? M- me? Yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Got you for president? That is literally, I think, one of the hardest jobs ever. And, you know, God bless any president that we've ever had, because truly, I just feel like God needs to, because, you know, it's the most powerful position in the world. And it's a big job. And I just feel like I don't care if it's a Democrat running our country or a Republican running our country. Or a man or a woman. Or a man or a woman. I just truly feel like you know, we really need God's blessing and God's favor over that office, over that position. And I just, you know, it's just, it's hard. And right now the, you know, landscape of the political territory is very scary. It's very heated. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that there's going to be civil unrest? Unrest. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Are you anxious right now? Or like, how are you I'm feeling not, about I'm it? I'm not right anxious now? about it because here's the thing. No matter how much civil unrest or crap that happens, um, we've never not been able to manage it. And I don't care whether it's riots, fires, like whatever happens, um, I think people rise up and and manage it. And it's unfortunate what's happened in a lot of the cities, you know, Wisconsin, Chicago, all the, all the things that have happened there. But I feel like those governors have kind of allowed it. They had an opportunity to get help, federal help, National Guard, people to come in and actually quelch that. And I think they're using it, unfortunately, as a political statement because it so, doesn't have to be like that. I mean, our, here's the thing. We have, a, we have a military force that most countries around the world fear. Mm-hmm. And if the federal government wanted to execute those orders in order to maintain peace in our own country, it wouldn't be hard for them to do. No, I get that. But, so here, I'm not, but, I'm not that about but here is the thing that I'm worried about when I really think about it. I actually feel like we're we could potentially be and I'm not I'm not like joking not even a little bit when I say this that we are that we could potentially literally have a civil war again. And the if you look at history and you look at what's happened in the past like this is being set up almost exactly like to for a civil war to happen. And and you know what's really interesting if you actually look at the numbers? Hmm. Do you know that there is more registered gun owners than there are people in the military? No. Than are in our own military? I didn't know that. So you think that even if the military came out that like the half like middle America that are gun owners that are like up in trees that are like sniping people's asses aren't going to like, there could be a really scary civil war that went yeah, down. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Oh, I totally think no, so. No, I mean, even, even if there are those, I mean, just thinking actually about that, speculating on something like that, 
those people aren't armed with endless amounts of ammunition. They're yeah. not armed with protective equipment and gear. Well, not to the level of the army, obviously. That's my but point. I'm just, just saying, you. I think those I think, registered owners is about self protection, about self preservation, yeah, not starting would, a war. I think you would be surprised how much like the. I'm trying to think of the right word. What's the word? Like, you know, when something's been brewing for a long time. Yeah. I feel like there's some like underground weird like things brewing with people. And I think that people are like prepared to like defend their country. I mean, there's yeah. some very intense like. Well, we hope that they're prepared to do that by casting their vote. Right. But right? I don't, but I don't think that that's, I think that people believe that if their vote doesn't you know, get the direction they want. I think that, and I'm not just saying this is either like Republicans or Democrats. I think on both sides, both parties are very, can be very heated and it could go really intense. Well, there's extremists on both sides. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's the point. But I mean, did you see Beverly Hills completely boarded up? Yep. Completely like, I mean, it's just scary. And you know, it's so funny because I see some people are like, oh, this is because of Trump. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, did you not see the half of like, the cities that were burning were democratic state. Like it's just Not so half. it's like it was, I, most of them. I most know. of them. I don't know. It's just odd. I just it's you know what's sad too, is you just don't know what the truth is anymore. You no. you can't look to the news to get the truth. You can't. It all the corruption runs so unbelievably deep, and like of course I believe what I believe, and I you know in my heart feel. That there's, you know, certain things going on. And but I but again, my belief is so strong. And somebody might have the exact opposite opinion. And just as strong as my belief is, their belief is so strong on that side too. So you can't discredit what anybody thinks or believes unless, I mean, literally, unless they're just spewing out things that are like not factual, which I've I've had many of those arguments too, because they're like saying stupid stuff. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, like there's well, it's a really crappy game of telephone. Yeah. They've, they've manipulated or, and it happens on both sides where the truth has been manipulated to some degree. And to your point, you just don't know what to believe. And I started looking at neuropolitical science and there's all these studies that have been done about the genetic makeup of a conservative and their belief system versus a liberal. That's interesting. And, and the, the neuropolitical science plays on the fact that there's a larger portion in, in a, in a liberal's brain where they literally feel the pain they see someone in, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, and you have a little bit of that yeah, sometimes, totally right? Do. Yeah. So you, you, you take on the pain of other people. It's, it's like being an empath. Yeah. It's exactly like being an empath mm -hmm. and that, and literally scientifically, genetically liberals feel that way. Mm -hmm. And that's their belief system because they get an actual feeling when they see other people suffer. They get an actual feeling when they think there should be a more equal balanced opportunity in the world for work or income, whatever it is, they see the division of wealth, whatever their, their, their case is. Conservatives, they have a, a, a larger portion of the brain that's based on fact. Mm -hmm. So even though they see people suffering, they sit back and they actually take in the facts about why that person is suffering and right. what, what choices did they make in their life that may have potentially led them down that path. Mm -hmm. So it's fact-based versus emotional. Mm -hmm. So there is an actual genetic science behind why these people believe what they believe, right? And your belief system is one of the most powerful systems in your body. Mm -hmm. It's impossible for you to rationalize with a person in a fact-based situation when they're completely emotional. Mm. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. So the question becomes then, how do you bridge that divide? Yeah. 
Exactly. That's that's the challenge. Well, and it's funny you say that because maybe that's why I've voted in the past Democrat and voted in the past Republican is because I have so much of both. Like for me, I feel like I'm a very empathetic person. And of course, I don't want there to be, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for where there's like divide or like it's unfair or, you know, like I don't like any of that. Of course, I don't want that. Of course, I want everyone to have the same rights and opportunities and this and that and everything. And, you know, I've always been a huge proponent of the LGBTQ community, all of that stuff. So I think I have a lot of that. But then I also look and research the facts 24 seven. So like when somebody like I was in an argument with somebody the other day from the LGBTQ community and they were telling me something and I'm like, um, that's like not even close to the truth. And here's like the facts. Here's the facts. Yeah. And I sent an article showing, you know, literally president Trump at the UN speaking about decriminalizing homosexuality in over 69 countries. So it was just stuff like that, that I feel like the media sometimes like tells you things. And I'm not saying that president Trump is perfect by any means and that he makes all the right decisions and he's the best president. I don't think any of that. I really don't. And I don't think any president that's been up there, I can literally say, I love every single thing about them and they're amazing and da, 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 da. I just, it bothers me so much when somebody literally is saying something about a candidate, whether it's Democrat or Republican, and it's like legitimately not the truth. Like every time I turn around, people are saying that Trump won't denounce white supremacy. I have seen no less than 11 different videos you know, like in a compilation together of him multiple times way before the election denouncing white supremacy and denouncing the guy of the the head of the KKK and like all this stuff. But P.S. Biden's over there at one of the like lead guys of the KKK's eulogy, which was one of his best friends and giving him his eulogy at his funeral. But and there's I'm like, no press on but that. there's no press on it. So it's just that's the kind of arguments that I'm like getting in with people is like, Look, you can there's a lot of things that Trump has done that I don't like and yes that are true and yes some of some of his things it's like okay that was questionable or whatever but when they start making accusations about him that are like legitimately false untruths yeah just straight up falsehoods that's when I get frustrated because I'm like this fact checking person like I'm not going to sit there especially when I have so many people in these different communities in the black community in the LGBTQ community you really think I'm going to be like yeah for a guy that's like against all these people no of course I'm going to go research that and look at it and mm. make sure I understand that more you know and and like he's literally done more for the LGBT community than any other president if you go look at the actual facts, yes, there's some things well, it's that- it's legislation, right? He's he's signed laws and things into legislation. Well, and people manipulate so much stuff. Like, for instance, they're like, oh, he doesn't allow transgenders in, in the army. And it's like, no, that's not what happened. He said that if you sign up as a woman or you sign up as a man in the army and then once you're enrolled as that sex and you change that sex while you're already enrolled, that that's like against the rules of the army or whatever- I don't know all the deep, deep details, but it's like people take the little bits and pieces and they manipulate it, you know? And so it just, it frustrates me because so many people were saying like, oh, he's made racist comments against Mexicans. Why well, look that up? And I was like, did he really say that? And I looked it up and he was talking specifically about like- About a gang. M313, da, 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 da. And about how, or something, right? about how they're raping and murdering the children or something like that. And I was just like- Oh my gosh, like people just take every little thing out of context and it just bums me out because it's happened to us, you know, like they take one little thing that we said on the show and they manipulate it and, and then like all of a sudden you're this, this 
person or this thing that they try to make you be. And I know they do the same thing with Biden. It's both sides. They do they do it both ways. So I'm not naive to the fact that it's, you know, oh, just done to Trump. It's done both ways. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why we have to love and respect each other's opinion no matter what. And it's like just be able to talk openly and go, actually, you know what, what you're saying, I don't know if that's not really true because here's the facts and vice versa. If somebody comes to me and says, oh, well, that's not really true. Here's the facts, you know, but every single time I brought something up that somebody's claimed about, you know, Biden, I go, well, actually, here's the facts. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. Thanks. <laughs> or they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't see that one. I'm like, okay, right. So anyways, whatever. What's well, interesting to me too, and it's interesting to get your opinion. So I feel like as a country, we've been conditioned to receive these slick, you know, well-delivered speeches. Obama was very slick. You know, he's a good talker. He's uh, a great speech. Great, great, great speech giver. Yeah. Speech, speech. Is that what you call him? Speech giver? I don't know. What do you call speaker? <laughs> Obviously. I like speech giver. Let's speech just, giver. Let's, let's, let's work with that. But the point is, I think we as a country have been conditioned to buy into these well-written and very slick speeches. And well, those, but, and the, but hear me out. Hear me yeah. out for a second. And they're written by other people yeah. for the most part, right? Yeah. And he's just rehearsed on how to properly deliver it. Right. And what's interesting is most people realize that the crap that they're spewing in their speeches, they don't ever truly accomplish a small portion of that, right? Right. This particular president... Not the slickest of guys when it comes to his delivery. <laughs> no, not, not at all. <laughs> the most presidential acting candidate in any way. No. And in some cases, based upon his behavior and the way that he delivers information, I believe he's running a bit against himself. Totally. So people either love him because of what he's accomplished or they hate him because mm -hmm. he is not presidential in any way and they don't feel like he's really a, a, a good representative of our country. However, I see a ton of other reports that say he has delivered on every, every single, single thing, thing that he promised promise. to do. Yeah. And if you actually go back and look at his inaugural speech, it's kind of amazing because he literally has delivered on, I think, everything. almost every single I thing. I think he's everything, said. everything. And that's what's so fascinating Which is pretty to epic me. Because there's so, no, I can't, I can't really remember any president that you were like, Oh, wow. He, and he did that and he did that and he did that. Like you feel like you constantly, like you love hearing what they're saying. Cause you're like, yeah, lower the taxes. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Do that. And then like they're, they're in the presidency or like they win and they go away and they never do anything. They didn't do anything. And right. then, and the thing is, is you can't always blame the president because the fact of the matter is, and I think we've all become much more educated about this, that you can't always just blame the administration because really we have the powers, the people to elect the officials in your local states, in your local cities, in your local, you know, and the people that go in the House of Representatives, all the different. Yep, we do. But what do you do when those people go off, go off the chains? Once those people are in power and they've delivered their slick speech and you feel like you voted in an individual that has your best interests at heart. And then they're the ones that are out doing backdoor deals, getting paid oh, off sure. by lobbyists That's and all this crap. And they're passing laws that benefit corporations and other entities and they're getting paid. For not sure. thinking about us in the best interest. For sure. And by the way, that happens all the time, but that's the point. That's why it's super important that you know who you're voting for and that you really know their character and their person and you hope and, and believe what they're telling you. And that hopefully they have a track re record, whether it's, let's say you're important you know, area of your life has to do with business or your important areas about schools. And, you know, it's that person, a parent, is that person ever been in the education system, whatever it is, you need to make sure that they have a background in the area that, or they have some sort of expertise or they have something to offer in the area that's really important to you. You know, like for instance, for me, and I think I told you this, 
you know, I voted Democrat in the past and I voted Republican in the past. And by the way, I didn't vote for Trump in the, in the last election. I didn't vote for Hillary either because I couldn't in good faith vote for one or the other. <laughs> but I, I didn't. I wasn't like that. But the reason that this time I was skewed is because when I really started looking at the facts and I started seeing, A, what Trump, everything he promised he was going to do, he accomplished. B, all the things he actually has accomplished. C, the one that really did it for me was the sex trafficking. And that was my big, you know, push button, if you will. And so everybody has that. Like for some people, the Biden, you know, tax thing might be their big push button. For me, it was the sex trafficking. The fact that at the National uh, Democratic Convention, not one word was uttered about sex trafficking. And the fact that sex trafficking is literally become close to the the biggest criminal enterprise in the world now is surpassing drugs by the way yeah and the gun and arms trade like how in the world can our administration just completely or you know the the democratic administration just completely ignore it and not even say one thing about it and donald yeah. trump's administration keeps dumping millions of dollars into ending that ending that so that was what did it for me so everybody everybody has different things that are important to them and that's what you have to vote on and that's why again i respect anybody in the what what they choose to vote on because something that's super important to me like i don't want my child to ever be sex trafficked <laughs> right that's really important to me that keeps me up at night that's why I'm voting a certain way. And the same goes for somebody else with, you know, let's say it's Biden, whatever. Do you feel like too, with, with the landscape of what's happened, um, you know, the frequency in, in, in which now the press secretary for the white house comes out and delivers her statements to the, to the, the press and the frequency in which she destroys them for mm -hmm. false truths or partial statements. And it's, it's a battleground. I mean, it's kind of entertaining actually on a daily basis to watch her do her thing. Yeah. However, at first, you know, Trump's going fake news, fake news. Mm -hmm. Now you start seeing the details. It's now being brought to light of the stuff they don't cover. Mm -hmm. The Hunter Biden laptop mm -hmm. where Joe's supposedly getting a portion of this. It's been corroborated. Everything has been authenticated. Why aren't those news stories? Mm. I'm so confused now about what to actually believe. Yeah, it's very and, confusing. And I see major news organizations when these things get brought up. Literally saying, and journalists, like career journalists, 60 minutes going, oh, he's not in the middle of a scandal. That's not true. He's not being investigated by the FBI. I know. It's like literally you like sit there and you go. Senators are, are coming you? out and saying he's being investigated by the FBI. And you're literally sitting there going, are you living on a different planet? Like what right? planet are you living on? Like how do you not even realize that there's like, this is literally going on? Like that's the part that's like really scary is, is. Isn't that also an abuse of power? Well, of course. I mean, the way the media uh, has the ability to go out and manufacture. Of course. Of course. I mean, and it's actually very scary. And when you think, and you know, honestly, I'm more scared of this, you know, the so social media tech giants, you know, they are, they are censoring, they are monitoring things to levels that it's like China scary. You know what I mean? It's like, it's really, really, really scary. And if we're not you know, scared about that stuff that's happening right before our eyes, then something's wrong, guys. Because, like, really, you need to, like, open your eyes to the fact that this is happening to us. So everything that you released about Trump that was illegal, you you feel it was okay. But anything about Biden, you block. How does that make any sense? And they, like, have justification in their head for it. And it's, mm -hmm. like, that's the part that scares me is the fact that they literally, like, 
just like they're telling you that, yeah, I allowed this, but I didn't allow this. And they, and it's like, they're telling you exactly what it is. They're telling you exactly what they're doing. And people are like, yeah, cool. And you're like, what? Oh, mm-hmm. like they literally just told you that they're, they're purposely blocking information to you. It's, yeah. it's really well, scary. If, if for, for those people out there that haven't seen it, Netflix has that documentary, the great American hack. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. So fascinating to actually watch how these social media entities actually work, how they track you, the amount of time you look at an image, how they serve up content they know that you're interested in seeing so they can sell advertising promotions. They literally talked about the fact that you are being manipulated. They're starting to manipulate behavior mm-hmm. <clears throat> based upon the information that they deliver. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason, this is just my own assumptions, I, I couldn't initially figure out why, why are these tech giants supporting the democratic side? Why are they so into blocking information and protecting them? Because they're buying favors. They're buying the ability to not have legislation come in and regulate them, Mm. right? To keep them in a place where they're able to manipulate, influence, Mm -hmm. generate revenue off of the manipulation. It just all leads back to the mighty dollar. It leads back to the mighty dollar. And now at this point, think about the fear they've got. Because at this point, I can tell you that the president is at a place where he's been so destroyed in the press and media. He's caught on to the fake news. He sees what the big tech giants are doing. You don't think the first thing he's going to do is executive orders if he takes office is to go after these guys and create legislation that forbids them from being able to continue to manipulate the American public? Yeah, but but the problem is, is that they don't care. They're, they're worth so much money that they don't care. They'll just continue to do it. And here's here's my suggestion, President Trump, if you're listening. This is uh, um, Senator Gretchen Smiley. You need to start your own damn social media platform. That's a great idea. I think they should also start their own news channel. Yeah, that or or their own social media platform. Because if you start a news channel, the thing that's sometimes sketch about a news channel, especially if it's like started by the, the the Trump organization or whatever, is that people still feel like it's skewed that direction. When you open a platform to anybody and everybody to put information up, that is just an open funnel for people to put their, their free speech up of what they think and believe. And the problem that's happening is that's what supposedly Twitter and Instagram and Facebook is. But these big gurus are deciding what you can put up or not put up. And I get the concept behind what they're claiming that they're doing is they're protecting the American public by not allowing certain information to go out that that is false. But wait a minute. How are they protecting the American public by doing that? But let me finish. Okay. But the problem is, is that they are deciphering if it's false or not. And the and the sad part is, is that a lot of the information that they are claiming is false is actually not false information. And it's actually true information. And they're blocking it because it's not benefiting their agendas or their candidate or whatever. That's what's happening. It's not even, I totally agree with the concept of if somebody says, oh my gosh, we're going to be invaded by aliens and we're all going to die and da, da 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 and it's like totally false information and you don't want to you know incite you know panic panic and all this stuff in the public i get it but when you're putting information out there that's not false information and they're deeming it false that's where i'm that's where it freaks me out yeah but is that how is that any different than what cnn or any of these other entities are doing no that's what i'm saying all of them all putting out false information but that's what i'm saying it's all of them but what i'm saying is that's why i feel like trump and them need to start or somebody needs to start their own social media outlet where it's not being monitored like that just well no but that's also why i said they need to start their own news channel specifically for 
addressing the American people because I feel like every attack that the president goes uh, goes under is because he said something somewhere and they go take a bit or a piece. Well, I mean, you know? but that's what they're hoping Kaylee's doing. Is Kaylee's going out there and she's, you know, she's having to correct it, it. But I mean, if it was only available at a single location, she wouldn't have to correct anything. Like this is what the guy said. And I if the know. American people had an opportunity to tune into a particular location and it all came from the same source, then you would get the full message. Yeah. But that, but by I the way, so, the news channel don't, doesn't have nearly as many hits as social media. So that's why I'm saying social media is where you should do it. But anyways, no, it's probably true. But can they I can ask be, you something? What? Um, I feel like we're making this a whole political thing. Should we stop? <laughs> you went down this road because we're going down the rabbit hole and we get so like heated and intense about it and like that was not our intention at all okay let's just stop can we talk about something that i think is really unfair your menstrual cycle yes <laughs> i feel like how did i know <laughs> you were going to bring up the menstrual because cycle? because i'm sitting here right now with a hot pack on my stomach. And, you know, I feel like I really need to take this up with God when I someday go to the pearly gates and I'm going to be like, dear God. <laughs> Why be like, do I cramp at the beginning of every month? No, 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 no. It goes way deeper than that. Okay. So let me just. Why does your husband have to suffer when you cramp at the beginning of every month? Okay. 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 See, this is my point. This I was is kidding. my point. This is my point. Okay. You have to suffer because I'm cramping. Okay, do we want to talk about suffering, okay, as a woman? <laughs> we Ooh, let's get back to the political stuff. It was we, way easier. <laughs> we have to freaking carry the damn child. We have to go through nine months of pregnancy, throwing up, feeling like shit, waddling around, our ribs expand, our waist expands. Then we have to push the child out My through waist a expanded. tiny little hole in our vagina. Okay, okay? That's a little TMI. And, and or if we don't do that, we get sliced open, have a major abdominal surgery that takes months to recover from. You never get your original abs back. You get dial, what's it called? Di diastasis, diastasis, I forget what it's called. Oh, this is fun. At the top of the ribs, like literally. And then you, ha you have postpartum depression. Then you have the, the period, you have the cramping, you have the PMS. Then your husband's like, why are you a bitch? And da -da -da. do you know how much shit women have to go through? And like, we are freaking warriors. Okay. <laughs> like, and you know what the guy gets to do? The guy gets to be like, Oh, hey, baby, you're hot. And then gets his, gets his freaking rocks off on us. And that's all he has to do. And then he's like, why are you being a bitch, man? <laughs> why are you, you being are mad? certainly on a roll and you are so full of crapola. Well, because the point is, is that, well, yes, you do get to carry the baby, but you also feel really good at times when you're pregnant and you love being pregnant and men don't get to experience that. I went through a couple surgeries too, you know, got sliced open like a squirrel. So <laughs> you, we both went through very similar situations. Okay, I are, still have a fat abdomen. I still have sleep deprivation to get up to handle the child. There's a lot that men go through too. Okay. You know what? Listen, buddy. Yeah. And you, you, wanna, you, what about all this stuff I have to carry because I am your husband that you never <laughs> you have, have to pick carry. up that's been happening for a decade. Do you want to? Okay. First of all, I am the most carrier person ever. Okay. I carry my own stuff and you get mad at me because half the time I want to carry my own stuff or open my own door, do all those that's things. That's a courtesy, yo. So, but there's still plenty of stuff that I carry. Okay, let me tell yes, you, yes, I can tell. I see you carrying on around your belly, buddy. Okay, you're lucky there's a table between us, sister. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you think about it, like, like God makes women do a lot of stuff, man. 
Like we, of course, you got to be smarter. Okay. So we got to be stronger. <laughs> like really, if you think about it, though, like our bodies, like we go through a lot. Like that's a lot. Like why couldn't he just split up the responsibilities? Like why can't he be like, okay, it was a 50-50 chance, babe. You get to you get to carry the baby, but the husband has to like carry like the when, luggage for the rest of your life. No, like when you're having the baby, the husband actually feels the labor pains and you don't or something like that. Or you don't have to breastfeed and get your nipples completely chapped off, but the husband has to do at least the milking part of it, right? Are men's nipples worthless? <laughs> I mean, and then, and then like the fact that we have to have this horrible period, we bleed all over ourselves. Like you can't. That's still TMI. Do we have to talk about that? You can't wear white. You're like literally in pain. I'm sitting here with a, with a pack on me. I mean, there's just, it's a lot. Dear God. (laughs) Why do you make women suffer? I feel like you're going to have to have a long, hard conversation with him. Oh man. Anyways, that's my rant of the day. Yeah, nice about, job. About being a woman. What's your? What would be your issue about being a man? Now nah, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty happy about it. That's yeah, all good. See, that's my point. We have to worry about being skinny, about being pretty, about wrinkles, about looking older, about our boobs sagging, about like everything. Like, there's so many things we have to worry about. And guys don't care about that. And guys just wake up and they're like, "Yeah, I look good. Okay, let's go." <laughs> I mean, like, you don't even well, have yeah. to. You don't even have to like really. Think about it. Like, like you just get in the shower and you get out and you're just like, okay, whatever. Like, you just don't care. Yeah, but you find that attractive. Yeah, but- Because here's the thing. If I chose to moisturize and shave and primp and do all that crap, you would give me a hard time about being like narcissistic. No, here's the thing. There's a lot of men that do that. And I actually totally like that. And I think it's totally great. So you're saying I should do that? No, I'm just saying that I don't, I'm not mad about that. I'm just saying even the men that maybe take good care of themselves and like groom themselves to that level, it still is not as much work as a woman. Well, I don't know about that because when a man starts to manscape sister, (laughs) that's like 20 or 30 more acres that have to be covered than what you got down there in Ladyland. No, we have to like, we have to shave. We have to do our nails. We have to tan. We have to get Botox. We have to do facials. Well, you don't have to well, do You don't those have things. to, but I'm just saying to like still look somewhat decent. You have to like do all these things. Like I you, think the beauty industry manipulated you into thinking you had to do those things. Well, because big, because let me ask you a question. What? What do guys tell you they like best? Well, like what is my favorite look on you? All natural. Uh huh. And what is that? In, and how? What do you wear? What's your, what's my fave? Jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. So stupid. Uh, <laughs> it's like the lamest thing ever. And you know what? By the way. I think a lot every, of guys feel the same way. I know they do and it's so stupid. And okay, you know, so I that means you dress too. for women. That means you do all the makeup and all that crap for other women. I you can't blame that on us. Hold on. I don't do shit for other women. I do it for myself because it makes me feel good. So there, A. B, I do it because I want you to look at me and think I'm cute or pretty. That's yeah, but it. I do when we talked about it in a pair of jeans and a tank top. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you guys, do, what is your men like? Okay, by the way, I want to tell you that I wanted to tell them something. I can't remember what it is. It just floated. It went away. I had something it, to it, tell them. It'll come back to you. Was it super important? No. Was it about what a great partner I am? <laughs> Definitely not. Was it about how you really like the way that I uh, maintain my toupee? <laughs> Which part? <laughs> No, shoot. I was going to say something about- Is it the fact that when you lay on top of me, you feel like you're hugging the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man because of my fat belly? Because <laughs> my COVID-19 turned into COVID-25? Oh my God. Let's talk a little bit about 
Halloween and how cute Skylar was as Alice. She was pretty cute. Was she not so cute? Yeah. And I heard your mom talking about me today. Yeah. She was, she was just saying like, and I have to commend you on this. And I really like for any men out there that are listening, Slade is such a great example of being just a great partner and a great dad because. Well, hold on a second. This is a really great segment. Please turn up your volume. <laughs> Please remember to download and subscribe. Please oh, get your guys to, to tune in. At the beginning. Darn I'm it. saying it now, people. If my wife's going to talk about me, this happens once a year. Uh, <laughs> let's everybody, everybody listen up. No, but legit, I love you because, okay, so when I told him like what I wanted to do for Halloween this year, I wanted to be Alice in Wonderland theme. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. I like the theme. Can I be the Mad Hatter? And I was like. Uh, no, I was like, no. God forbid you should actually choose your own costume. <laughs> no, and I was like, babe, I was like, Skylar is one and a half. You can't be the Mad Hatter. Like, that's A, probably going to scare B, like, that's, no. Like, you Our have child to be, likes to be scared, Gretchen. I know, but you had to be the rabbit for her. Like, it was too perfect. And so he looked at the rabbit outfit and he's like, are you kidding me right now? And I'm like... Yeah, it's so cute. Come on, it'll be cute. And then it, we got here. It got here, and he's like, "I am a, such a tool." <laughs> and I was like, "But because I feel like I'm being manipulated." You told me. <laughs> you told. Here's the thing. She told me, and the listening audience can back me up here. Mm. You're like, you know, when you have a daughter, I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna catch you in a princess dress. Oh, you totally having will. the tea party with with our with our daughter. Totally. Like, that's not gonna happen. Like, no, I, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yes, you well, will. Suddenly. You've got me away from the Mad Hatter, and now I'm a bunny. <laughs> You're having tea. You introduce the teacups, and it's I can just see it coming. I'm I'm being manipulated. <laughs> I'm setting it up for the for the. There was a, there was the, a freaking cottontail on the bottom of my pants. Did you know that? I like sat down, and it literally hurt my ass. And I'm like, why does this costume hurt? There's a giant fluffy cottontail on my ass. I know. You know what? I'm setting you up for the Disney princess theme oh, with Skylar. No, you guys, I love it when a man that's like legitimately like just a man like Slade is just like a man okay like he's just like this big burly guy and I love it I think it's so endearing and so sweet when a man is just willing to go with the flow and like do whatever the wife wants and the daughter wants or the kid wants so that everyone's like entertained and has fun and that's who Slade is and I'm just so appreciative of that because I know there's a lot of men out there that would be like, absolutely not, never doing it, whatever. And he just like goes with it and he laughs and he giggles and he's sweating and he's hot and the costume's hot and the costume's like annoying. And he's like, can I just wear white jeans? And I'm like, no. And he's like, can I just wear my flat vans? And I'm like, no, you have to wear the dress shoes. Like oh poor God. guy. Because he had to be in full blown character. But the best part about that whole day was, or when we started posting was, I can't tell you the outpouring of love from all of you, from friends and family. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, first of all, you guys are like the cutest and you win like the Halloween costume contest. And then they're like, and on top of it, these are memories that you'll have forever. And it's just so great that you take the time to go do it. And I have to say that every single time, like you might him and haw during it, you might be like frustrated. And oh, pissed I'm off. pissed and I complain. But but I will give you mad props on forcing <laughs> me to do it because it always is so cool and fun at the end of the day. <laughs> Even though I go bitching and screaming, yeah, the whole way, um, <laughs> I have to commend you on putting all that together and, and thinking through it because they are memories that that we'll always have and that Sky will always have. So it, yeah. it ends up being a really, really fun day. Well, and it's fun memories because Sky gets to look back and she gets to see like that her parents tried to make it really fun and cute for her. And the fact, okay, so you guys, we just have to for a minute talk about the tea party, okay? So if you haven't seen it yet, please go back on my Instagram page or Facebook page and look at the video where we're sitting outside and Skylar is drinking the tea. 
And we're, we're sitting out in this little field and the, our photographer, Jesse was still media was so amazing. He was so thoughtful. I didn't even ask him to do this, but he brought a whole little tea setup area with a blanket and this yeah, tea like thing. a melting clock. You like all the little Alice in Wonderland props. It was, it was like so cool. So cool. And I just love it when photographers like think of stuff like that. So anyways, he sets this up. And by the way, mind you, we have never played tea party with Skylar ever. Ever. Never She's done never it. even seen a teacup. She's never even seen a teacup. So we set her down there. And this was after we already take, took like 592,000 pictures. And so we're thinking, okay, she's just going to be tired and annoyed and like not want to sit here. So we sit her down and she sits right in front of these teacups and she just starts picking them up and she just starts drinking the tea like she knows, like we're in the middle of a tea party. She was <laughs> chugging the tea like it was scotch. <laughs> she was Did chugging you? the tea. She was taking shots. And she literally was making the funniest noises ever. She's like, <laughs> and then she literally burped after one of them and she's like "Eh." (laughs) what in the world like we could not stop laughing you guys this video is so cute and it's one of those moments where we happen to have our our nanny with us thank god because we couldn't manage all of that within high heels we're out in the dirt like it was a i mean valentino's like walking in the dirt and in like this crazy thing and she um she ca- she captured a couple of these videos behind the scenes. And I'm so grateful for this footage because it's something we will forever and always just giggle and laugh at. And Skyla's just this the biggest little ham ever. And she's so cute. And she has this huge personality already. And she just amazes us every day. And she does things that we're like, how did you even know to do that? You know? So anyways, it was so really cute. fun. And really we're just fun. we're glad that we have those memories. So I encourage everyone out there that – um, you know, the, to do those things, like, you know, I get, I get some backlash, you know, from the trolls and the haters, not, not a lot, like two people every now and again, come on and like, really, everything have to be a photo shoot. And I'm like, really? Yeah, it does. And it's like, <laughs> well, like the, if they have kids, it's not like they're, are they, they're sitting around taking pictures. Well, here's the thing. I get that not everyone can like have a photographer and do all that. I totally get that. But if you can, I work really hard. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me finish. I work really hard for my money. For our money. We both work really hard. And so the fact is, is that if I want to hire a photographer to come out and take pictures of us, because P.S., I don't, the only way to get all three of us in a picture is to have somebody else take the picture, right? (laughs) So, yeah. So if I'm going to do it, I'm not, I can't ask mom and dad to come over because they're lame and like 80 and can't even hold the camera straight. Okay. So that's not going to happen. Um, my nanny is not a photographer, so I can't ask her to do it. So the only other person that would be available to do it, to take a picture of all three of us would be somebody that I hired to do it. Okay. So yes, I hire a photographer. I have them come out, have them take pictures of us. And they are memories that I will have for a lifetime. And I'm super proud of the fact that I can do that. And I do do that. I, I take our hard-earned money and I put it towards something that's important to me. But what I'm so confused about, why people are bitching about it, is that you do it for special occasions. Yeah. Who else? Typically, who takes your pictures? Slade. Yeah. Yeah. That guy who had to go <laughs> figure it out Yeah. and take a class yeah, and well, buy a nice my- camera and learn how to actually take the photographs. Yeah. So. If they want good quality photos, go figure it out. Go well, buy a camera. Well, but that's the thing. Put it on think, a tripod. Think, There's timers, whatever. And by the way, I can I can literally say almost 99% of the comments are positive. There's only, you okay. know, every- I love you. I love you people out there. Every now and you again. You three Karens, I'm coming for you. Yeah, the, like there's like normally like three, two to three comments where people are like, really? Everything has to be a photo shoot? And it's like, yeah, it really- Wasn't like, that the point of them being on social media? But here's my point. What? What do you mean? 
What is the point of what being on social media? Okay. Everything you do on social involves a picture or a video. So why is someone making a comment by, does it always have to be a picture or a video? No, why I, the hell are you on social media? No, I think what she was saying was like a photo, like it, cause it was a professional photo shoot. I think that's what she was talking about. But Everything my, we do is professional lady. But my, <laughs> but my point being is that, I don't know. I just feel like if you can do it, take the time to do it with your family because it's special memories. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. Cause I think, you know, Sky will always be grateful for it. That's too. true. So. Well, did you know that our time is up? It is. Our time is literally up. By the way, it's daylight savings and I'm super annoyed with it. I am too. It's getting kind of dark. It's only five o'clock and it's dark outside. That drives me bananas. Can we like pick it against this and make it not be like this? This was for like the farmers back in the day. Like this doesn't apply to us now. Farmers back in the day? What are you talking about? I swear. I can turn on a light. No, I think this was for the farmers back in the day. I read about this. What? Okay. Educate me, Gretchen. Talk to me about- Daylight savings and farmers. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> okay, I Do I have to save this for a whole nother segment? I probably am making this totally up, but I swear I thought I read once that this daylight savings was for back in the day from for the farmers. <laughs> Gretchen, Christine, daylight savings happens because our planet is actually spinning. No. The season's coming. The earth is starting to tilt. Therefore, the sun is changing. You're a tool. I know that. What I'm saying is What the hell has it got to do with the farmer? They Okay. I have to look it up now because now I'm going to mess it up and then I'm going to sound like a tool. The point is, is that somehow like it was about the farmers having more time in the day or starting earlier and then have, I don't know. They're up at 5 a.m. anyway. There was some story that had to do with the farmers. I'm going to find it. Okay. We're going to come back. And our next episode and start off with you, Daylight Savings, and the farmers. <laughs> I'm telling I, you, anybody out there that knows what I'm talking about, DM me, please. So I can yeah, please DM her. tell oh my Slade God. what it is. Yeah. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. <laughs> Remind them to subscribe, download, tweet you, <laughs> tweet me. No. And I just, I have one last question for you. What? Because I would, normally we would do a question of the day. Okay. I think I should do a question for you. Okay. Is it because it's getting a little dark Mm -hmm. and because we have such a fun conversation, Mm -hmm. is it too much for me to ask that maybe we should wrap up this show and we should go snuggle a bit with me wearing the bunny costume? (laughs) I mean, because I'm ready to hop right to that. So I don't know if that's too much to ask. I just want to throw it out there. You are seriously a tool. (laughs) Yeah. But when you're in a good mood and talking positively about me, I want to put on the costume. That's all it takes. I just have to talk positively and you get you become a bunny. Dude, when the wind blows, that's all <laughs> and, it takes. And you're just going to hop right into that bunny hole. <laughs> oh, my God. Down the rabbit hole. Everyone, this has been an episode of Not Too Taboo. Please excuse my wife. We love you. Remember, download, subscribe. Bye, guys. Please tune in. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice. It does not reflect the opinions of Stage 29 or any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on this program does not imply an endorsement of those views or any entity they represent. For more information, please visit stage29.tv. And thanks for listening.